Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome out to the Screaming Boy podcast, episode number 23. Uh, we are here tonight, and uh, we're excited because um, Halloween has passed. We, uh, If you have not heard it, if you have not listened to it, uh, we recently did our Halloween episode, and we did a uh, special uh, a little special Halloween special, and it was uh, we did a commentary for the movie Monster Squad, which is one of my favorite movies of all time, and was one of my favorite uh, Halloween movies. You don't have to wait for Halloween to watch it because it's just a good eighties, eighties. Uh, I guess you could say uh, preteen teenager, you know, uh, adventure movie, uh, circa the Goonies, things like that. Um, uh, you could watch it anytime you want. And then once you watch it, if you have not seen it, please listen to the commentary. Uh, I think it was pretty funny. We had uh, myself, uh, Jesse Starcher, Adam, you were there. No, you weren't there. You were gone that night. No, I'm sorry. No, yeah. I had a thing, but it's cool, man. You know, I yeah. understand. But uh, you had stuff going on. Uh, so it was myself. It was Jesse Starcher. Uh, we had the patriarch of the Radulich and Broadcasting Network, Mark Radulich, on there. Then we also had our good friend, Patrick Mullen. And uh, good times were had by all. And I'll tell you what, Patrick Mullen is a um, is very smart when it comes to movies. I did not realize that he knew that much. I don't know what you're building in the background, you mad scientist, but stop it. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, no. So um, with that, tonight on episode 23, um, speaking of preteen teenager action adventure movies, not action movies, but adventure movies, uh, we recently got really excited here because uh, on October the 26th or 7th, I think it was the 27th, Netflix released uh, what is probably the, uh, in my eyes, the most one of the most perfect series I've ever seen. Uh, they released the second season, or uh, they're not really calling it season; they're just calling it number two of Stranger Things. Uh, so tonight we're going to take a little look at that, uh, and we're going to uh, discuss some, some, you know, go over some of the, our favorite points and some of the the finer things of Stranger Things. But before we do that, uh, let's go to our panel of experts and uh, and (laughs) (laughs) ne'er-do-wells. First up, we have, you can hear him cackling and building things in the background. It is Mr. Adam Runyon. (laughs) Adam, how are you doing tonight? It is good to be back, man. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I feel like I've been gone for like a year, but it hasn't been that long. No. And I'm so glad that I'm I'm coming back for Stranger Things. So that's one of my yes. favorite. I mean, I mean, it's like you said, man, it's absolutely, I'm not going to say it's perfect, but it's like a 9.9 out of 10. Yes. You <laughs> know what I mean? We also have uh, amongst our uh, experts in Nerdy Wells, we have an Xbox that just got turned on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the signature I'm click. Sorry, man. Of the I, walked, I accidentally hit it. Bucks <laughs> are experts in their duels. We have one, Mister 
street level jesse starcher jesse what's going on tonight man good evening gentlemen welcome back screaming boy podcast yes sir man i i felt bad poking fun at you a couple weeks back about how long it'd been since you'd had a podcast but i'm glad that we are back here having a good time and we got a great subject to talk about tonight absolutely a lot of fun Absolutely. So, um, as you know, we've been out for a little bit, but we are back uh, with a vengeance. And uh, just like the, just like the guy says, it, it is so good to be back, and it's so good to um, have a focus <laughs> on our show instead of just getting on here and going, "We're going to do a podcast." <laughs> <laughs> and then the red uh, on a podcast. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's good to to have a <laughs> a solid subject. So. Um, Stranger Things, uh, season one, uh, when I remember when season one was announced and was first coming out, um, it was one of those things that was like, well, this, this is, this is intriguing. Uh, I wonder what this is going to be about. And then have the, the 80 synth, uh, soundtrack going on and everything. So, um, it kind of got me excited about it. Now, um, I remember the, the teaser trailers and everything coming on Netflix. You guys remember that, uh, Adam? I do, yeah. And then, and in fact, you're the one who said, "Hey, you need to check this out." And because I yep. had no, I had no desire to watch it whatsoever, and I watched it. And, and I, I remember you told me you like you need to watch this. I ended up watching the first three episodes like on a, on a work night. It was yeah, it's awesome, crazy, isn't it? Uh, Jesse, you remember those the the teasers? Or I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, I told you about it too. Yeah, I for some reason. I don't recall getting so hyped up about the show because of seeing any type of advertisement for it. Um, and I can't remember if this was in a time, I mean, this was only last year, but I, I recall seeing Netflix doing something recently where they kind of preview shows with a, a trailer of something. Mm-hmm. Now I don't remember seeing that at all uh, a year ago. So I had, no expectation of what this was about other than word of mouth from you guys and other people that we talked to on the internet. So I, yeah, I, I had, I had no excitement. What's you know, built up at all. Okay. And then uh, we watched the show. <laughs> yeah, right. And then it was amazing. Right. Um, so season one, um, any expectation I had any, I, I'm, I was kind of like you guys. It was, there was no real expectation of what to what uh, of what was coming and and what the Duffer Brothers were going to bring, and um, other than just what I saw in the the previews, I was like, well, this has a kind of a, a cool feel to it. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, I started noticing uh, homage, uh, you know, just kind of subtle winks at all these movies that I grew up with and and shows, and then. Uh, it showed the 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 boys, you know, uh, Dustin, Mike, uh, Will, and Lucas playing D and D in the basement, and and all this good stuff, and and I was like, oh my gosh, they they you know, oh, it, being set in 1983, um, they were a little bit older than me, but I was like, man, this is just kind of like, this is my childhood, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> getting just uh, a pizza and hanging out and playing D and D with my friends. Um, so it, you know, the soundtrack, the feel and everything, I was like, gosh, this is like, this is like the Goonies, you know, or, 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 oh no, 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 this is like ET. Oh no, no, this is, 
this is like the X Files, which is more nineties, but you know, still, you like, know, this is like the pol- this is like Poltergeist. Yeah, this is Poltergeist. This, and then I realized this is all of those, the feel of that wrapped into one show, um, which the Duffer Brothers grew up, uh, which are the creators and directors. Uh, they directed a lot uh, of the episodes. Uh, the, that is exactly what they were going for. I mean, this is what they grew up on as well. Um, now they didn't you know, wholeheartedly copy all this stuff, but they definitely, you know, like I said, you know, subtle and not so subtle winks to these um, these classic '80s movies. Um, so uh, that's what got me completely addicted to this show. Um, and it was it, it, like you, Adam. I think I watched three or four episodes in one night. It couldn't wait to turn it back on. So it was kind of like one of those um, phenomenons that you find every, every so often. Um, you know, you'll find that one show that you're like, holy crap. Um, I have to watch every episode of this ever right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I, yeah, absolutely, man. And this is the first show like in a long time. There's been two shows <laughs> since I've been married, and that's been almost 10 years. And there's, there's been two shows. Um, Stranger Things is, is one of them, and Homeland is the other. Those are the only mm-hmm. two that I watched absolutely relig- religiously. Every about, week I watched one. What about you, Jesse? Was it kind of like that for you? or? Oh, yeah. Well, I remember when this, again, going into it, not knowing much other than the praise that everybody else heaped upon it. Nobody was spoiling things left and right you know which mm-hmm. is good that's that's it's a good great. friend that's a good friend to have in a, in a facebook uh on your facebook timeline but absolutely you know you sat you, you when you sat down there and watched these episodes um it was like i, I was like okay is it is this stuff going to be weird is it going to get crazy you know i didn't know what i was in for what mm. i was really looking for was you know how you talk about these 80s homages and these the homages to those uh, those flicks and the feeling uh that those, a lot of those flicks had and some of the tropes that a lot of mm-hmm. 80s flicks had i you could see that and pick that apart through some of uh well many of the episodes and what i loved about part or season one. And I think what kept drawing me back there think, well, as soon as, you know, we started figuring out about the Demogorgon and things like that, I was hooked. Mm-hmm. I was clearly hooked, but they took things where, okay, I've seen this in an eighties movie. I know how this is going to go. And then they would really flip it on its head. And, yeah, and absolutely. Like, oh, oh, wait, they're going a totally different direction with this. You know, case in point, Steve, the whole Steve yeah. situation in season one was that was that really took me by surprise. And they did a wonderful job of of turning that on its ear and telling a great story. And I was like, oh, man, you know, this is this is good. And I know that happened later in the season, but yeah, they did a great job of building things up and they didn't shove everything out there in front of you at the at, right at the beginning. They let you go. OK, what is this thing? What What is this going to be? Holy crap. That kid's in the wall. Holy, what is going on? <laughs> how, how are things going to go to a point where, you know, I recently, and, and again, this was before season two dropped, but my daughter started, my daughter started watching it. I heard it in her room. I passed by her room and I'm like, is she watching stranger things? And she did not, you know, she's 12 years old. She was 11 when this came out. So I was, 
I, I didn't feel like this was something me and my wife watched in the evening. I didn't know what we was going to get, but she started watching. I was like, oh man, she's going to love this. So I, you know, I step in there. I said, yeah. you watch Stranger Things. And she binged that. And then she brought her friends over to the house and made them watch it. It was so oh, funny. They incredible. Would, she would, she would have two kids spending the night and she'd be like, okay, we're starting Stranger Things. And she would do that. And we, you know, they get through episode three. I wake up the next morning. They're all, you know, they're one episode away from finishing the season. My son, my four-year-old son, or four-year-old, excuse me, my seven-year-old son catches the last three episodes because his sister's watching it and he becomes absolutely entrenched in this world that they had brought to where he watches the whole season with them. And it, it, I don't know. It's it's a testament to how it can grab us mm. as adults and include. I mean, this is a story about kids and they're coming of yeah. age. I guess you would say, and it's it's for it's for kids too. I mean, they, yeah, as, there's there's some parts of it that I would say, okay, well, maybe maybe that's not for kids. But you know, a, a, a kid, my seven year old son, enjoyed it to where he watched every episode of the the subsequent season with us. So we'll get we'll get to that. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it, it just goes to show that, like, I don't care how old you are or what generation you're in. Um, if you're a kid, you long for those adventures that you can just jump on your bike and, and go with your friends to, to discover something new. Um, yeah. I, I don't think that's changed much. There's, there's, there's always going to be that sense of um, adventure in kids. Um, hopefully, you know, that, that's, that's always going to be there. Uh, I, I love nothing more than jumping on my bike and, and going, uh, going up the road to, to get into something with my friends. You know, I, I grew up in, in a holler in West Virginia. So we knew the ins and outs of that, that whole, you know, the, if you follow this trail, it's going to lead you to this house and things like that. And, and, um, so we were always looking for something, you know, something different to, to, you know, uh, some different adventure to go on, hoping that we would find, you know, something interesting or, or fun <laughs> to get into. And it was always fun. You know, it was always cool to go, to go out and, you know, uh, to see if you could find buried pirate treasure in West Virginia. I don't know what we were thinking, but we were kids. <laughs> a lot um, of pirates down there. Yeah. A lot of pirates. Might, in West might come across a moonshine. Right. So. <laughs> we didn't think about that, but, um, Oh, I remember, uh, we had, um, it was, something uh, the Ashland powder company or something like that um, is what it was called, but it was um, basically it was th this company stored their, their, their rigs uh, up the, up our, uh, from our houses and way up in the, uh, in the hollow that we lived in. Uh -huh. And, uh, and it was uh, an explosives company. Oh my gosh. And, but th these of course were not, you know, uh, active trucks or anything they didn't have any active explosives sure. they just parked it up there and so we were like oh my gosh we could find dynamite you know so we would you know this is fear this makes me fear for my own son right <laughs> you're i think i dare say your son was smarter than me and my friend or is smarter than my friends and myself but you know um so it was you know we were always looking for some misadventure or adventure to get into um, and like I said, I don't think that is ever going to change in young kids like this. Um, so that, I think that's the appeal that it has for, for uh, the younger kids. And for us, 
you, uh, the three of us, you know, kind of grew up in the same era. So the, the three of us, the, the, the appeal for us and, and uh, those like us is the fact that they're going through the things that they're discovering, you know, the star Wars toys, the, the jaws poster, on the wall, the, you know, all this stuff that they're, that they're going like, Oh my gosh, I remember that, you know, the, you know, I, I, this, that's so, that's so crazy that I had the exact same poster or I, you know, I had that same, same uh, millennium Falcon toy, you know, uh, <laughs> all that stuff, which if you had the same millennium Falcon toy, you'd be a rich person right now. I was going to say, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know that uh, Jesse and I know a couple of people that have like two or three of them. Yeah. Um, which makes wow. me sick to my stomach. But um, it, it's it, the appeal is that these kids, uh, they could have been us, you know, and they more than likely were us, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the things that they're into, the things that they love, the things that, that they're, uh, that is in their room, you know, um, this season, uh, Mike and Lucas both had the original He-Man toys in their room um, because I remember Lucas's little sister sitting there making He-Man make out with Barbie. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, they're 12, 13 years old. And um, uh, that was the other thing uh, back then in, in 1983, it was, it wasn't really anything for a 12 year old to have a He-Man toy. Uh, but uh, it was this, uh, the second season happened in 1984 when He-Man was released. Um you know, I hear the click, click, and this time, not me. <laughs> not me. Um, Adam I just, Runyon. I just want to point that out to Jesse. What are you talking about? I just want to point that out to Jesse. What level are you on, Adam? Just tell us. Oh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm trying to turn on Stranger Things, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> going to have it run in the That's background. remote? Yeah. Oh, wow. Dang. Yeah, see? yeah okay we don't need to hear that but okay um anyway so uh you know they had the he-man toys they had the star wars toys they had uh the the dnd the the jaws posters all this stuff that's going on i'm like oh my gosh i want to be these kids uh right now and uh i want to go back to my childhood because all the stuff that they have is worth so much money um but uh yeah but (laughs) Not because I want it, just because I want to sell it. <laughs> no, uh, but in all reality, though, I mean, you know, who didn't want to be Mike? You know, who didn't want to be Dustin? Um, you know, yeah, sure, they had to pull up, put up their bullies, but ultimately, they're really cool kids. You know, uh, mm-hmm. for for us. Um, the other thing that you pointed out, Steve. Steve was going to be, uh, you know. Um, the D bag boyfriend. Yep. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he was slated to be that, that guy that nobody wanted to like, but they liked the actor so much. They liked his portrayal so much that they said, no, no, we got to have him in more. So let's change his character. Um, Joe Keery, you know, uh, he's played Steve Harrington. So they changed his character around and they, they gave him this redemption story in the, in the first season. Um, and made him made him actually like no he's not just using Nancy he actually likes her and he's yeah. a good guy right like which in, was which is like is a testament to the Duffer brothers um, and and how I guess uh, flexible they are and and know how to spin a good story but they're like listen we're not sold on on just you know the the stereotypical 
you know, characters. We can give these characters more depth. And let's start with Steve. Um, what were you saying, Adam? I was going to say I can all, I can probably guarantee you, like I can tell you <coughs> when when they decided to do that, and and it was kind of like the apex of that moment. And it's it's in the first season. I think it's like the last maybe second to last, maybe the last episode. When um when they're fighting the Demogorgon and he, and he has that bat, you remember the bat? He yeah. he's like, oh yeah. He he drives uh he drives a nail through it and he walks out in front of everybody and he's just like, come on. Oh, that was a result of them saying, you know? no, we need to make him a a, a cooler right. you know a cooler that's, person. That's what I'm saying. That was that was the apex of him being like, oh, okay, yeah, absolutely. He, this at this point because that was the point where I, I saw him and I said, okay, he's awesome and he reminded me of um. Of uh, the older brother in the Goonies, that's what he reminded me of. Kind of a kind of a Josh Brolin? guy, yeah. Only yeah. not as cool as Josh Brolin. <laughs> but like, you know, he's he reminded me. Got shredded for his role as Cable. Oh my gosh! Sorry, why? I don't want to interrupt. Why did he? Why did, no, why he, did he, he got ripped. Oh, like oh. it was ridiculous how big he is now. But anyway, go ahead. No, I was just, I was just saying like it, it, that's what he reminded me of because I mean, yeah. he had the he had the older brother feel and he was kind of a kind of a jerk in the beginning but as the movie or as well I guess as the, as the series progressed and, and and moved forward like he kind of became this guy that's just like you know they kind of look up to him and they kind of you know yeah. he, he he ends up being just just kind of a a normal dude that is just cool you know what I mean and then there's Barb. <laughs> Barb, poor Barb, uh, bit the dust pretty early on in the series. Um, and I don't think there has been much character development, as much character development for a dead character as there has been with Barb. Justice oh, yeah. for Barb. So um, minus Barb and minus Papa in the first season, which was um, uh, an interesting character as well, which was, of course, uh, Seven's, or Seven, Eleven's, uh, father figure, uh, well, her real dad apparently, in um, Matthew Modine, uh, doctor is Doctor Brenner. Um, but uh, Steve and the gang, you know, Eleven, Mike, uh, uh, Sheriff Hopper, Joyce, Will, Lucas, and Dustin all come back to us. Uh, we take a trip into Hawkins, and we come up with season two of Stranger Things. Um, Season one left us with some questions of where Eleven was um, after she defeated the the Demogorgon, and uh, you know we saw Hopper dropping off the egos in the in the in the woods in this little uh, box. I don't know what it was supposed to be, but it was just a box, and he put egos in it. Uh, so we're like, you know, in my in my eyes, it's like, oh my gosh, Eleven's still alive. Of course she's still alive. She has to come back for the next you know season. But you know, I, I got so entrenched in the character of 11 i didn't want to think she was actually gone um but uh but apparently she as an actress thought thought she was gone <laughs> she didn't know she's coming back for the second season uh but uh but it, you know we had so many you know things going on well you know was will okay after he he vomited up the, oh, yeah. the slug and puke worm. Um, yeah he, he puked out a worm and and uh so everything seemed okay at first, and then you realize there are actual problems in this the 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 sleepy little town of Hawkins, you know. So things are about to get a little more strange. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? Um, 
But <laughs> so, um, see, as season two comes out, completely stoked about this. Um, I couldn't wait. Um, and actually, I had to wait. I did not get to view the first episode uh, on the night of that it was released. I, I had to uh, had to wait a day um, because the night of I had some I you know I had some prior engagement and got home kind of late. Uh, but uh, it it was uh, you know the first episode when I when I jumped in, um, it was. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, let's just start with, you know, I talk too much. Jesse, your thoughts on the very first, on the, on the, you know, of starting that first episode. Okay. Well, Dragon's Lair. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought. Oh gosh. <laughs> yes. Does it not seal the deal for that first? Yes. I remember watching the freaking trailer uh, and it was the one you shared. And, yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, that was, that was the game back in the day, but yeah, man. Um, now here's the bad part. Everything runs together for me, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Oh, no, yeah, you're fine. We're not I'm really going to go say, in order here. Yeah, if we go yeah. episode one, I don't, no, think, no, I don't remember no. where it ends. Um, here, I, I just pulled up my TV time. I'm going to try and figure it out, but let me let me just say that Friday was a long day at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you, brother. And and this was the show that I I I is legitimately going through my head is I cannot wait to watch this with my family. This will uh-huh. be the first ever real show since probably the first two or three episodes of Flash when the Flash dropped way back. What was that? Like three three years ago, three or four years ago. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, know yeah. what season we're on, but but anyway. Um, so, you know, Friday comes around. I'm like, okay, I cannot wait to sit down with my family and watch this. Well, my 12 year old has access to Netflix in her. No! Room. She's already like watching some of it. So I'm like, okay, whatever. You can stay in there. <laughs> I said, Caleb, he, he can't watch it unless I'm watching it. So I grabbed Caleb. I, <laughs> my wife comes home. I said, here we go, guys. Let's get this party started. So we started right there with the first episode. We're we're hooked. Uh, you know that. Look, if the first thing we noticed, first thing, production value has oh, increased through the roof. They put that season one money to work. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not just going to be where I first noticed it. Okay, yeah, we got some nice special effects. We got the big uh-huh. crazy thing hanging over the town, whatever. But Music, yep. The oh, soundtrack, yeah. the soundtrack, soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack has taken leaps and I want to say leaps and bounds because the first one's epic, and they yeah. keep that there. Don't think that they totally changed things around, and now we got an homage uh, to or a, a you know a tribute to a, a, a bunch of '80s bands. No, they slipped those through the season just enough to kind of give you a feel for the time. But they, we still got those great '80s synths that we've been yeah. listening to the, the, the soundtrack is still epic. Um, but one thing I also noticed that I, this is the one criticism be personally that I had. And that was, and right out, the, right out the gate, right as they're opening things up, you know, when this is occurring, if I remember correctly, they didn't really pin down a time on season one, like the they year did. did they, did they, they, they very first episode. 
Hawkins, Indiana, 1983. Okay. All right. So I, it felt like I, that I'm totally wrong because I was like, geez, why, why in the world are we even giving this a – then it must have been just a footnote to me from the B from the first season. Cause I didn't pay oh, attention. Had, to that. Yeah. I did not pay attention to that. And it's felt like that came up a lot throughout this season. Like, Hey, it's 84. Hey, it's 84. Get ready. Mm-hmm. We're it's, it's 84. Um, but I, I say it's a criticism really. It just, I didn't understand why they had to pin it down to that other than I guess we're establishing that it's a year after the last season. Right. So, it is almost one. It is, uh, almost exactly a year after the first one. And that's okay. the reason they did that was because, um, you know, 11 has been missing that long. Yeah. Um, Mike has been, you know, trying to reach her every night on his, uh, on his walkie talkie every night. He sits down underneath that tent. He made her in the first season and tries and reaches out to her and talks to her. And she hears him every night for 330 some days. Oh, that, uh, that, mm-hmm. that, connection those two had and the long yeah a long distance relationship there's a little bit more <laughs> there's a little bit more to it than that but right but yeah you were just oh my goodness she's out there she's out there mike you know and, you know his his reaction to um when when they finally meet you know we're, we're skipping ahead to the end of the season when they when when she finally you know reveals herself and um and and saves the you know saves the group or whatever earmuffs if you haven't I should yeah. have given a spoiler warning um spoiler prepare warning yourselves. prepare yourselves uh, we're going to kind of go through this and we're going <laughs> to give some some spoilers so we're going to kind of go out of order we're going we got some talking points but uh, if you have not seen Stranger Things if you have not gone through the entire uh, season two. Uh, please do so. Please do so, and then um, come back and listen to us. Uh, we don't want to give anything away. I, I fear that we're going to give some stuff away to poor Adam tonight, but he's used to it. Um, <laughs> Just but, tell me uh, when. Just tell yeah, me when. Uh, starting now. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, spoiler alert, uh, in effect, right now. Um, and go. So, when she comes through the door... And, uh, and they, and, uh, you know, after she, she throws the Demogorgon through the window and, and everything, um, she, you know, and, and, and saves the group and they see each other and you know, that connection is there when they, the, these, uh, these little actors are 13 years old and they have more chemistry, <laughs> you know, and more heart in their craft than a lot of uh, adults do, which is incredible to me. But you can see that 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 this this longing was there that that they they truly missed each other, and uh, and and then he runs up and says, "Oh my gosh, you know, I, I I I you know, where have you been? I've you know, I called you, I talked to you every night for and and when he says four, she goes, yeah, for three hundred and thirty some days or whatever it was. <laughs> she knew exactly the and, thing, and immediately it, it dawns on him. Oh, well, you knew. Why didn't you say anything? And then he knew that Hopper, who had been keeping her safe away from all the, you know, the bad men. Yep. Um, he turns around. He's like, you know, it was you. I'm not, I'm not pissed at her. I'm not mad at anybody else. I'm mad at you because you kept her away from me. And um, it, it was one of those things where, like, I really, truly felt for her or for him and, well, for both of them. And I felt for Hopper too, because he was only, he was doing the only thing he knew to do was to keep her safe. 
And, you know, he knew if, if she revealed herself that, that they would take her away from, from them uh, and especially from him. Cause he is a, pretty much adopted her at this point. Mm-hmm. And, um, so it was one of those things where Hopper has revealed himself to be the town dad. Um, he's a dad to 11. He's a, he's a dad in that moment to, to will, I mean, to Mike, I mean, um, where he just grabs Mike and he holds him and he hugs him. He says, I know kid, I know. And he's just, you know, comforting him saying, I, you know, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know what else to do. And then he's a dad to, he's a dad to will, you know, he's, he's concerned for him. He's, you know, he wants nothing but the best. He wants to help him, you know, because of Joyce and their connection. And, um, you know, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, it, it, it was one of those most, one of the more, uh, for me, it was one of the more, um, emotional scenes where, where he's mad at Hopper, but he's not really mad at Hopper. He's just mad at the whole situation because, he just wants to be with 11. Yeah. And he just, you know, he knows that he, he loves her and, you know, whether it be, you know, puppy love or a friendship or there's something deeper there. Um, he just wants to be with her. So he doesn't understand why he can't just be with her. And then David Harbor, who plays Jim Hopper, just gives a performance that you would not believe through the whole series you know, episode one, I mean, a series, season one and two, he's just, he's brilliant in my opinion. I, th- I think he's a, he's a, he's a great, he does a phenomenal job in this, uh, who is actually, de- uh, um, David Harbour is our new Hellboy, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He is, he is playing Hellboy in the reboot. Uh, oh, I guess wow. it's a reboot or, uh, just a new Hellboy movie. So, um, I guess, um, He's taking over uh, that role from um, why can't I remember his name? Ron Perlman. Uh, uh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. Um, so uh, the new Hellboys, you know, due out to 2018, and Mila Jovovich, David Harbor, Ian McShane, um, Daniel Day Kim from Lost. Uh, they're all going. They're all slated. They're all in it. Uh, so, um, and apparently, David Harbor got ripped as well to play what is it with these guys and and i mean i need to see their i need to go to their personal trainer <laughs> um yeah. anyway so i think he'll be a i think he'll do good but um so you've got um you've got all these connections that are happening uh that have happened um you you've got uh you've got you know a little familiarity a little bit of connection a little bit of uh um you know, from the past, from, from school with, uh, Hopper and Joyce, uh, which is Winona Ryder, uh, which is, uh, Mike's mom or Will's mom. Um, and then you've got Mike and 11 and then, um, of course, Steven and, and Nancy, uh, and then we see some more connections with new characters. And that's kind of what I want to go with this with, with the new season came new characters, uh, we have a new doctor in the midst, uh, and this doctor is not such a bad guy after all. He really want to see, wants to help people, which I kind of doubted at first. But then, uh, you know, after after you know a couple of uh, after a couple of episodes, I, I kind of got into his character, and I was like, okay, you know, he's just he he, you know, Doctor Owens, Doctor Sam Owens, played by Paul Reiser. 
Yeah. Um, was actually, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he wants to, he wants to actually help the kids. Well, and, it's a, again, hey, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, like, um, he knows what he has to do. He works for, you know, whoever the government, uh, haven't quite figured out what's going on. Who's, who's doing this stuff. But, uh, but you know, he, you see in later episodes, he's actually, he doesn't want anybody to get hurt. He's not, a, he, he's, he's, he, he's willing to sacrifice himself. Not that, you know, anything bad happens to me. He's willing to sacrifice himself to, to help the others. Um, so that's kind of where I'm getting that. So uh, my, my first thought when I saw, you know, Dr. Owens was like, holy crap, that's Paul Reiser. Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't recognize him at first. I was like, Wait a minute! I, the, I knew Paul Reiser was supposed to be in it, but is that him? And then he started talking. I was like, "Oh, that's Paul Reiser. He is—he is either changed or doing something different for this show, or he is not aged well." Um, and I think it's all of the above. <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> but uh, but so we got Doctor Owens. We have the new kids on the block, uh, not the band, but the new kids that are uh, that are. Uh, that have entered Hawkins from the lovely state of California. Uh, we have the uh, Maxine Max Mayfield and uh, the new D bag on the block. Her, oh. her stepbrother, Billy Hargrove. Oh. Yeah. We'll that talk a little guy. bit about him. And then we have connection, a new connection between Joyce and Bob, the brain. Bob the Brain played by he's Bob Newby played by Sean Astin. So I was really I was really pleased to see Samwise show up in this. Mm. Um, but uh, it was one of those things where it was it, 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 Samwise. Uh, what was his name in Goonies? Uh, hold on. Ooh, what is wrong with me? I know it wasn't mouse. Mikey. Mikey. Okay, there we go. There we go. So we've got uh, Mikey Samwise Bob showing up, which made me really excited when I found out that Sean Aston was going to be a part of this because of his role in, in the Goonies, which is um, just, uh, you know, a character forming <laughs> movie from my childhood, uh, which I absolutely adore. So it was it was really cool to see that see that he was going to be a part of this, and to hear how he came to be a part of this was was really funny as well. But uh, he he actually they didn't ask him to be a part of it. He or you know he didn't go through. Hey, I'm a big star, or hey, I was in these eighty. You know, was in this in this eighties movie. You got you got to put me in this. He sent in an audition tape. Uh, he just wanted to be a part of this somehow, and when they cast him as Bob. Um, he was actually supposed to be killed off in episode three, uh, but they kept him around. Oh, yeah. It was supposed to be like full on evil possessed will in episode three who, uh, who, who kills Bob. But yeah, like, I'll tell you what, if they would have done that, I mean, I would I, have, I, I, I would have got mad. Well, yeah, here's the thing though. It almost, it definitely would not have had the weight that it did. No, 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 no. So, but anyway, um, we've got Adam. I'm so sorry. I'm 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 not watching what I'm saying. I'm 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 hesitating because I'm sitting here going. I know he hasn't finished yet, and I don't want to give anything away. But I will say this. <laughs> I will say this. If you want to exit, 
<laughs> you can. But I don't want you to, but I also don't want to give anything away. But I will tell you this, Adam. It will not ruin anything in the series for you. Uh, but I will earmuff you uh, on certain certain happenings, certain fates, and things like that, okay? He may not even be listening right now. I don't think he's listening right now. Okay, so let's carry on. Are you guys talking to me? Because I pulled, yes. I pulled him out of my my. Hang on, yeah. Hang on. I pulled I pulled everything out of my ears. I've been I've been in and out of the, the thing. So what's gonna, going I'm on? I'm giving I'm giving you an out. Okay. Do you do you want to stick with the episodes or I mean do you want to stick with this episode or not? Well, yeah, I'm stick with the episode. I'm just okay. gonna be I'm gonna be in and out. So if you need me, just make sure I can hear you. <laughs> okay, no problem. I just want I don't want to. I'll send you a message when when you when you can safely come back. That's fine by me, man. I'm just Snapchatting it up. I'm just kidding. I don't even have Snapchat. <laughs> okay, I was going to say, what? In the dark. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, so do I need to stick here now, or do I need to... No, we'll, we'll call you back in. Okay. Yeah, we'll call you back in. All right. All right. I don't know why I said that. I don't either. <laughs> um, all right, so we can talk freely. All right. So, uh, new characters. We've got Max and her brother, Billy. We've got Bob Newby, and we've got uh, Dr. Owens. So, let's start with Max and her brother. Max uh, is sort of a mystery in episode one. When, when Dustin finds out that all of his top scores have been, have been overtaken by Mad Max, which Mad is an aw- awesome throw, you know, awesome shout out to Mad Max, you know, uh, you know, which I think came out in 84 as well. 83. No, 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 no. Mad Max was 70 something. Uh, I'm thinking, uh, road, you know, I'm road warrior. Well, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm way off of my timeline. Mad Max, uh, Mad Max turns out to be Maxine, uh, nicknamed Max, uh, lovely young lady who comes into Hawkins from California with her stepbrother, who was in high school at the time, I think he's either a junior or senior in high school, and his name is Billy, and he is a giant douche. What a jerk! Oh my gosh, he's abusive. He is uh, to Max. He's a jerk to everybody he comes across. He's your typical King. mullet, King where- Steve. Let's see what you got, King Steve. Yeah, he just picked Steve out because Steve is. He's big man on campus in Hawkins. And he, it's not that he chose to be that. He was just kind of voted in. You know, he, he is he's Steve. He's Steve Harrington. He's he's a he is the man on campus that everybody wants to be. All the girls want to want him and all the guys want to be him. So um it's kind of like a prison mentality. You go in, you find the biggest dog, and you swing first. Mm-hmm. And that's what Billy did. And for for no reason. You know, he just went in. He found the biggest man on campus. He's like, all right, taking your spot. And uh, we find out that he hates his stepsister. Hates her. Oh, my gosh. Jesse, tell us a little bit about this. <laughs> I mean, you and I both, uh, you you were like, you. I think you just messaged, messaged me first. You're like, this guy, <laughs> Billy. And I'm like, I know, dude. I know. Oh, and man. Like, oh, my gosh. I could not. I mean, I was just waiting. I, I, please tell me what you're going to do with this guy. Here's what I was waiting for. It was either going to be another Duffer brother swerve with this dude. Right. But I was like, they're certainly not going to go that route because they did that already in season one. 
Right. So what's going to happen with this guy? That's kind of that kind of kept me on edge throughout the season. And then, man, when he showed up, oh my gosh! I mean, I was so mad. I was like, punch this guy! Somebody hit him! Somebody right. do something! Somebody give! Somebody put him in his place! Um, so it, it's that '80s bully mentality that this kid had, and uh, I, I just couldn't stand him. He was he played whoever it was. Which apparently was was it the Red Ranger? He's the Red Ranger. Okay, I, I don't know much about this guy at all. So apparently he is a Power Ranger. Away from point. the new movies. From the new movies. The new movie. Okay. Yeah. Well, he can play a jerk, and he did a dang good job in this in this show. So, yes, he does his job well, and uh, it it was fun to see him be that foil to Steve. You know, yeah. Get, yeah. To kind of. Now Steve's already kind of fell on hard times after getting his butt kicked by his best uh, by uh, uh, all the the strange kid. Um, what, what's his name now? I can't remember his name. The uh, one that's the are you one about uh, uh, Will's brother. Yeah, Will's brother. I can't remember his first name now. But anyway, <laughs> he he got his butt kicked by him, and then of course I think things his he was knocked down a couple pegs to where he found his humility. Yeah. Steve yeah. found his humility, and then we got this guy coming in and just. Oh man, he it was it was a good portrayal of a guy I really didn't like. And I mean, dude, I went so far as to like I mean, I was making memes of this guy, putting him on the <laughs> I was upset. Yeah. Oh, I I'm, I'm telling you uh Jonathan Byers is his name. Jonathan, yes. Okay. Yeah, Charlie Heaton played him. Jonathan um so <laughs> Steve, can't catch a break. Um nope. He's having troubles with Nancy in the in this season, and, and that's coming out because she's feeling guilty about Barb, um, and not rightfully so. But you know, she can't tell Barb's parents the real reason. You know, Barb's gone, um, and you know they they've been sworn to secrecy or whatever. Um, they can't tell you know anything that really happened. Um, so Barb's parents are still in the in the you know in the blue or not in the blue, but in the. Uh, they're not in the know of what really happened to Barb. They've hired a private investigator to which they're selling their house. They, they invite them over to dinner, uh, which, which I absolutely love that whole scene. Um, when, when Nancy and Steve are sitting there with Barb's parents and, oh, yeah. and, and they're just sitting there just chowing down on KFC. She's like, I'm so sorry. You know, it got to where I couldn't, you know, forgot to cook, blah, blah. blah. And, um, and you know he's like, oh no, I love KFC, and he's just chewing on chicken the entire time. And, and that awkward moment where Nancy excuses herself to the bathroom, and he's like, "Yeah, this is this is finger looking good." <laughs> and <laughs> Barb says, "Like yeah," and he's just chewing, he's just chowing down too. So, uh, but uh, you know he's he's having some troubles with you know with Nancy. Uh, you know everybody thinks he's losing her to Jonathan, um, which you know turns out to be true. Um, and then, uh, you've got you know, so many things going on. The only people that will really hang out with him now are the kids. Um, <laughs> True. poor guy. Uh, so we've got, you know, but he's, in my opinion, the character is mature, has blossomed since last season. He's not, he's not so much, you know, he, he wants to live his life. He wants to not act like it's normal, but he's. There's, he realizes there's not a futility in it, but there's not much they can do about it. 
you know? Um, so, Hey, let's just live life right now. We can mourn, we can, we can grieve, but we have to go on. And Nancy can't accept that because she feels guilt towards, you know, losing Barb. Yeah. And she's, she knows what happened. Right. Um, and you want to, you want to tell somebody. Yeah. Uh, and how do you go about telling somebody, especially somebody's parents? Oh yeah. Uh, she kind of died from an extra dimensional monster. Right. Not, yeah. not, not going to work. And then, um, so Nancy is, it's not feeling it uh, anymore with poor Steve. And, and, you know, she, she ends up hooking up with Jonathan and they get together. And, but Steve, he matures in the fact that he finds himself as a protector for the, for the, the party as they call themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he sees himself as a, you know, well, I don't know if he sees himself, but we, we see him taking this big brother role on, uh, for Lucas and for Dustin and for Mike and Will of, okay, you know, and Nancy asked me to take care of you and keep you safe. I'm keeping you safe no matter what. So he's going to jump in front of an extra dimensional monster, you know, you know, interdimensional monster or whatever he has to do to keep these people, these kids safe. You know, he grabs his bat with the nails in it and he starts swinging for the fences. And it's just, it's like one of these guys like, all right, he's a, really good guy and it's kind of sucks to see him um <laughs> take take so much on the chin i oh. mean <laughs> that's the truth so um it's it's it, you know it, I, I love that character of, of steve so um he and billy of course billy is his foil is his his um is his uh, uh uh, arch nemesis in mm. this. Uh, and then we see them come to blows later on and it's, it is violent and vicious. I mean, you can see what kind of, you know, person that Billy really is. He's a tortured, violent, mean soul, you know, because he is abused by his, his father, you know, smacked around and belittled by his father. Um, Max is, uh, his, Max's mother is his stepmother. So, um, so you've got Max, um, working her way into the group, um, and then they form a little love triangle, a little love triangle. That's uh, reminiscent of season one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a little love triangle between who in season one. Well, I think some of the boys were after 11. Now, granted, Mike clearly Mm -hmm. was, you know, the, the mainstay of 11's heart, but, I think some of the other boys, didn't they have crushes on her too? Well, I think it was one of those things where like, yeah, they did, but um, I can't remember sure. if that was pushed. I can't remember if that I was I don't pushed. think it was pushed too far, yeah. It's definitely not like what we got in, in season two here. Right, right. Between uh, what, Dustin and, and Lucas for Max. Yeah, that that was that was fun to watch. Yes, I mean, you know, I mean, I'm a big Gatton. Um, uh, how do you say his last name? Um, Gatton Matarazzo. It's his, is is Dustin's. It is the actor's name. Okay. I'm a big fan of this kid. Uh, this kid is. Um, he was actually legitimately diagnosed with the um, with the condition that his uh, uh, his character has. It's cladocranial dysplasia, and it's a rare genetic disorder that he's born without collarbones 
Coll- collarbones? Collarbones. That's why his shoulders can touch almost. Whoa. Yeah, and it's kind of a bell-shaped sternum a little bit, and then it affected his, his facial uh, skull and teeth development. So that's why he doesn't have teeth, front teeth, in, in the first season. <laughs> right and that's why he's so i just you know, every, every two seconds check out these pearls yeah <laughs> yeah that's why he's so proud of his his teeth in the second season it's so great um and then you know his facial features you know his is his is a little milder than most um so it hasn't really affected him you know the people who are born with cladocranial dysplasia are are typically a little shorter than than average things like that so I think his is like a little milder maybe um, than, than, than what has, you know, has been seen than most cases that have been seen, but it has affected him. And, uh, and they, you know, of course pick on him first season and he's got teeth the second season. So he's really excited and, uh, and he keeps growling at people and it kind of creeps them out. <laughs> and um, just don't do that. Don't yeah, do don't, that. Don't do that. <laughs> and then, you know, Lucas tells him not to do that. And then uh, uh, Steve, he, he before the dance, Steve's like, "No, don't don't do that." <laughs> but um, so uh, I'm a big fan of this kid because um, it, a lot of people would have let this um, this disorder, I guess you could say. Um, I don't want to say disease; it's not a disease; it's a disorder. Um, keep him down, but this kid, man, he is a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he's, he's, he's really having his time to shine in this show. And, uh, so knowing that he had this, this, uh, genetic disorder, they, they, you know, they cast him and they, they wrote it into the script and, and, uh, I, th- I think that's fantastic. And, uh, that, you know, that he's not letting things hold him down and not that he should, not that it's something that, that should have happened, but, you know, uh, being, being, I think he's 14 or 15 years old, uh, being a younger kid that could have, you know, that could really affect him, you know, how he views himself and, and, uh, and how, you know, things like this could, uh, um, could affect his career, mm-hmm. I guess you could say. So, but anyway, Max Lucas and, uh, and, uh, Dustin. So the Lucas and Dustin are fighting for, Max's affection. And, uh, so Lucas takes this smart route and is just talking to her and getting to know her. And, um, Dustin takes advice from Steve who is effectively losing Nancy at this point. And (laughs) he tells her, yeah, just act like you don't care. And he's like, Oh, act like I don't care. So Dustin, the character takes it to the nth level and not, it doesn't act like he doesn't care, but just acts like he doesn't like her at all. Like, you know what? Just get out of here. So we kind of see that come out when they're hunting, uh, uh, D'Artagnan, the Demogorgon that he, you know, that, uh, that he, uh, that he discovers, you know, that he adopts, I guess you could say. And so, uh, when they're, when they're in the bus, he's like, nah, screw you. <laughs> if you don't yeah. like it, get out of here. So. And then uh, one more one more new uh, connection that we have is Joyce and Bob. Oh yeah. So Bob is Sean Aston, and he is Joyce's new boyfriend, and he is the biggest dork 
that you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> and I love it because he reminds me, he reminds me of me. Um, <laughs> he just, you know, he can't believe that he's dating Joyce Byers. The, uh, I guess she was the heartthrob or the, uh, the, the girl that everybody wanted back in high school. They all went to Hawkins. He is the manager of the local radio shack and he is a technology nerd. So radio he, shack. Yep. He, cause back then that was the epitome of technology. Now they're no longer a store, <laughs> but, uh, he is actually, um, it came out that he, you know, that Bob was the founding member of the Hawkins AV club, which is, you know, the oh, boys really? are all, yeah, well, the boys are all a member of, um, when they're remembering Bob in one of the last episodes, he, he, they, they, they tell, you know, they say, Hey, did you know that Bob actually is a founding, you know, he created the Hawkins AV club. That's so cool. I thought it was really cool. It was a cool little, uh, you know, uh, shout out to Bob and his character there. So, um, we have, uh, you know, like I said, Bob. So let me ask you a question here, uh, Jesse. Yeah. When, when Bob was first revealed, what'd you think of him? ah <laughs> uh, yes uh well okay <laughs> why do they why does the duffer brothers have this hold over me where i go oh, <laughs> hey, yeah i know what you're doing there and then they turn around and they again pull the rug out from under me or you know they they make me realize that my suspicions were totally there was no reason to have these suspicions in the first place. Come on. What are you thinking? Okay. So, so yes, I, when Bob was first revealed, my instinct and gut feeling was, Oh, Joyce, you have been, <laughs> you have been duped. Right. Right. But what do you know? It was me who was duped. Yeah. I, I seriously thought this guy was a government agent placed at her side to, to, you know, pretend that he loved her in order to watch will. Um, right. And, I, you know, really, I mean, I, that's the thing about this series. You can go anywhere you want. That uh, mystique that, that you mentioned X-Files earlier. There's, there's that government cover up mm-hmm. feel to it. And like, Oh, don't trust that person. Do not right. trust that guy. Certainly don't, don't trust, trust anybody. Him. Bob. Okay. This guy is that unassuming and he's getting, he's got a shot at Joyce and you're just like, <laughs> Uh, okay. Well, but yeah, it, that's, that was my first thoughts, man. was this guy is an agent. He's smart and he's there to watch will. And, right. uh, you know, way to go. Duffer brothers got me again. <laughs> well, when I first saw Bob and when I saw Sean Aston, I was like, you know, Sean, everybody loves Sean Aston. Oh, yeah. You know him, you know, everybody loves I, him. Last time I actually saw Sean Aston hanging out in front of a hotel at Cincinnati comic-con almost dude. I walked by him and then I looked over golden age. Dave was with me. Uh, he was, he was, he was at obviously the con that was across the street and signing and doing all sorts of stuff. But yeah, well we walk the, the streets are packed because a Bengals game just ended. Nobody's going anywhere in their cars. So everybody's just walking and I walk by the hotel and I'm, I see this guy on his cell phone right out of the corner of my eye. And then I turn and look and I'm like, that's Samwise Gamgee. What is it? <laughs> and then and I look over at Dave. I'm like, dude, we just walked by Sean Aston. 
he was standing right by us. We could have reached out and touched him. Um, but yeah, anyway, that just a neat little story there. Go ahead, continue. Yeah, absolutely. No, when I first met, you know, when I was first introduced to Bob, I was like, all right, two things. Two, one of two things is going to happen here. Either he's going to be a government agent and break everyone's heart because he's such a lovable character, mm-hmm. or he's going to he's going to he's going to die. And I was like, and I felt guilty uh, uh, by by thinking that. Uh, either way, well, I felt I definitely felt guilty for thinking he was evil, Bob. After you know, after <laughs> after we watch what happens, after yeah. we watch what happens, I was like, oh, I feel so bad now. But um, but it was one of those things where I was like, you know he actually makes Joyce happy. You know, there, there's got, you know, I hate to be like that, but I'm just like you, the Duffer brothers, you know, have, have got my guard up. Yeah. Like if he makes her happy, something has to be amiss. Yeah. You know, something's gotta be wrong. Something's going to happen. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know how to think, you know, I don't know what to think about this guy. Um, so one of the, one of the parts that had me thinking that he was, he was going to be evil Bob was when he was giving his advice to, to, uh, to will. Yes. Uh, And then will was telling him about his dream. Yep. And he's like, you know, you gotta, you know, you can't be afraid all the time. He said, you, you know, when you're having this dream, you know, you know, he's telling about the, the clown thing, you know, Mr. Balto. Uh, when I dreamt about Mr. Balto, uh, I just turned around and said, no, go away. You know, and he's like, and then he said, "Go." You know, he looked at me, and he's, I looked at him in his stupid face, and I said, "Go away!" And then he yells, "Go away!" I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> <laughs> that's a little much, there, Bob." What, what's you know, there's something dark hiding in you, you know? Yeah. And uh, but it turns out that Bob is nothing but a, a good soul and a hero. Um, and they they were talking about Sean Aston. Sean Aston being you know, the eighties, uh, the eighties kid that he is, you know, being in the Goonies and things like that. Sean Aston sent in, um, uh, an audition tape and they were going through these tapes for Bob and they looked or or going through these audition tapes, not just specifically for Bob. They looked at him and they said, Oh my gosh, that's Samwise Gamgee. You know, everybody has that, that, you know, um, has that, (laughs) that reaction. Oh my gosh, that's Samwise. And, um, so, uh, they they ca- initially cast him as Bob, and I think his, they said that his one his one thing was this. He goes, I don't care if Bob is in three episodes or five seasons. Please make Bob doing something do something heroic. Ah, and uh, they were like, uh, you know, they finally said, okay, you know, Bob's got to be a hero. So obviously at the end of, you know, this season, um, Bob is helping Joyce and Hopper and Will or Mike get Will out of this, out of the hospital while all of these demo dogs and demo dogs are running around. There's more than one demogorgon. They call them demo dogs. Now Um, they're, they're essentially being hunted. And uh, so Bob goes and resets the, the locks and he has a gun uh, Hopper gives him a, uh, gives him a pistol and he leaves dumb Bob leaves a pistol on the table and, and goes, you know, <laughs> goes back and he, he is, you know, Dr. Owens. This is why I said Dr. Owens is not a bad guy because he led Bob through the whole thing <coughs> and kept him safe from the, the Demogorgon. 
And then all of a sudden he gets out. And the entire time that my, my family is watching this, you know, my family, uh, uh, they're watching this and I've already, you know, they're, my sister and my mother are both texting me at the same time from the <laughs> same room going, is Bob going to die? Oh, what's no. what's going to happen to Bob? And my sister is in all caps. They're going to see him die on the television. They're watching the security cameras and they're going to see him die on the, on the, on the security feed, aren't they? They're going to see him die. They're going to see him die. And I said, I can tell you they will not see him die on the security feed because he makes it all the way out. He, he outruns a, a Demogorgon, slams the door in the face, turns around, meets eye to eye with poor Joyce, gives a smile, and is attacked, eaten, mm. killed, and eaten. In front. By, in front of Joyce. Gosh, Joyce has essentially lost her son, thought her son was dead in the first season, got her son back, finds out that an extra dimensional being <laughs> that is nothing but pure evil has possessed her son. Oh. So this is all happening. And then she watches her boyfriend die a horrible, awful death in front of her eyes. What else can this, this woman needs to be in the loony bin by now? Let me because tell she's you gone through all the stuff. How upset my son was that Bob died. That Bob died. I mean, oh, was this is it's yeah. easily it is easily going to be. I, I as a matter of fact, I just looked at there is off of whatculture.com, and there's the top ten best moments of season two of Stranger Things. Number one is Bob. Bob. Yep. Yeah, Bob meets the Demogorgons or Demodogs. Oh. And I mean, my son was really, really jumped up, sat with his mom and, and was watching this and just, uh, and uh, now here's the thing. Colton would come in and Colton had a great shot for that one too. He sat down my, my three-year-old soon to be four-year-old got to watch one of the most horrible moments of the season. <laughs> and he's invested. He's like, Oh no, what's going on? Uh, yeah, it was, it was bad. And I mean, it was uh, heart wrenching, heart wrenching. Yeah, and of course really my was. daughter, my daughter walks in while we, but when we started that episode and she just looks over at Mindy and she, you know, she looks at her and says, this is a tearjerker. We're like, no, no. Yeah. Oh, she ruined it. Well, she didn't. She didn't say anything about who was going to die. She just said it's going to be a tearjerker. That's the only thing she said. So we didn't know what was going to happen. We had at, at, at the same moment, Will was. I think Will was in trouble. Um, you know, he. We had all sorts of crazy stuff that was going on in that episode. So we didn't know. But then, as soon as it, as soon as things started getting, you know, we're 15 minutes away from uh, a dead Bob. You're you're kind of guessing what's going to happen. You, you could tell. Oh man, Bob, don't go out there. Don't yeah. don't go out there, Bob. And then, yep. So it was it was heart wrenching, man. Probably one of the toughest moments that one of the how many episodes are we talking here? There were nine, nine. episodes. Mm -hmm. You were invested so much in a character that in eight episodes. And how yeah. many? I mean, really, how many minutes did Bob take up the screen? A he, lot more than he was originally supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he he took up a, a a fair, a decent amount, but I mean, you still the way that they wrote this character, the way that this character was on screen, had you by the heart. Yeah, and then ripped it from you, ripped the heart right out of you. 
<laughs> you watch him die. It was crazy. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, tough moment. One of the one of the best characters of the whole mm-hmm. season. And <sighs> yeah. So, all right. Um, should we should we message Adam and bring him back? Are we I done spoiling did. things? Um, okay. Hold on. Let me. I'm, I'm messaging him right now. Bringing him back. I'm, Here comes I, I, Adam. Okay, Adam. I, I'm um, killing time looking at. I there is an auction tomorrow, and there is a Marvel Power record. Oh, nice! In the action, I, I, or in the auction. Have you ever heard of Marvel Power Records? No. Okay. <laughs> oh wait a minute. Is that where they they kind of read it to you? Or yeah, or? yeah. It, yeah. it was, it was kind of like a comic, but it had a record in it, and you put the record on and read the comic yeah. along with the record. So you don't see those around too often. I was just on YouTube checking to see if they had a bunch of of the. I'm sure they could play them for you. Uh, that looks like there is. I might go to the auction and get this. Mm. Anyway, go ahead. Adam, are you back? Adam. Adam. Adam Runyon. I thought I heard him come back. All right. Can you hear me now? Back. Yeah, we yeah, got you. Me. Me. All right. So we're not going to ruin. Here I am sitting here talking. Too much more. Head on mute. What, moot. We're not going to ruin too much more for you here. Um but uh, what we're going to do is there is there's been a little controversy about this this um, this season. Uh, not much, not much, because like I was looking at, you know, I'm a big sucker for going on IMDb and seeing things, rate, you know, what people have been rating, um, you know, things that I like, essentially. Um, so we, we go through this whole thing. Uh, episode one was rated like an eight point six. Episode nine was really rated like a 9.6. There is one episode, episode seven, that is rated 6.5. Because it's that one off episode that everybody is like, why is this even in here? So um, this is not really giving anything away. At, it's giving them, you know, that episode away. But it's honestly, uh, I hate to say this, you could, you could essentially skip that episode. This and, is in season two? season two and not really have anything to worry about. Um, so it's not really giving you, giving anything away. Um, so episode seven, um, we find that, that, that 11 has made her way out of Hawkins to find her mother. And, um, so she's, you know, to, to, or well, to find out, you know, what's happened to her mom or anything like that. So she finds her way into this into Chicago, and when she's in Chicago, she runs across this group of '80s, you know, stereotypical '80s punks. Um, so you've got these these kids that are uh, running from the law. You know, you probably saw. Uh, I think. Were they in episode one? Did they open up the series? Yeah, they yes. opened up the series. Yeah, wait, by like, wait a second. When are we coming back to these guys? Yeah, you're talking, uh, you're talking the about the, you're talking about the dude with uh, with like the mullet and the the girl. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. We're talking uh, about the very beginning of episode one, the, where the, it opens up with a police chase. You know where she okay. makes. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. About. So. Um, uh, Eleven finds the finds them. And uh, essentially finds out that uh, the girl who made the cops, you know, think that the they saw the uh, the bridge collapsing is uh, number eight. 
she has the the number eight tattooed on her arm. So she looks at her and says, sister. And so they kind of have this whole sister moment thing going on. Um, and then it's it's her story with with this group of weirdos. <laughs> so um, what'd you send me here, Jesse? Oh, this is a this is a graph of the I, yeah. the, the IMDb ratings. There, pull this off of TV, TV Time app. And yeah, look at season two. I mean that this episode that you're about ready to talk about is like, I mean, wow. It dropped hard, big time. I, I, I don't like, understand what was why. The, I mean, what, it, was the, what was the reasoning for the drop? It well, it didn't really fit in. Okay, most <laughs> of the season episodes that you're used to, it's revolving around the kids and Will and his and troubles, and, and you know, yeah, they don't really leave the town. And this is fair. This is pretty much not Eleven's backstory, but Eleven trying to find. Who she is? Some, yeah, someone who, someone, yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah. that's kind Trying of what. Find that, out, yeah, right? who she is and what, why, right. why she is, right? And where she should fit in because, right? You know, she doesn't feel that. I, I assume that she's going to feel more at ease with somebody that she grew up with in the same facility that has maybe the same powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and, and that's kind of what they did here, and why it got crapped on, I don't know. Well, I can kind of see it almost because um, it doesn't really fit in with the rest of the, 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 <laughs> the average schmo that watches this uh, wants easy stuff. You know what I mean? They want everything to fit into their nice little mold of, um, I, I want it all the same. I don't want to have to think. Uh, I don't want to have to uh, wonder why. And, you know, the reason is because the reason I say that is because it's the truth. You know, um, <clears throat> a lot of people nowadays watch TV. Well, everybody watches TV as an escape. Um, and they don't want to have to think about <laughs> why this is happening. What, um, why, you know, uh, Eleven is, is essentially going out and, and seeking these new people. Um, or not seeking them, but uh, Y11 is now helping people rob banks and stores. And, uh, it, but she doesn't really help them rob a bank or anything. But that's, you know, that's what they did was they, they robbed a bank in the beginning. And now they're, they're essentially killing everybody that had anything to do with wronging each person in their past. The only person that came from the facility was, um, the was number eight and I can't, Oh my gosh. What is her name? Um, in the show, I think it's the Ocho Kali. Kali or I think it's Kali. Um, and the Ocho. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Kali. And she, she was, she was raised and abused by, you know, Papa, uh, not abused, but she was used by, by these people by, uh, you know, well, well, essentially abused too, because they, they tortured these, these poor girls, uh, for their abilities. And, um, so she there, and she has banded herself together with these misfits who have felt wronged in their entire life. You know, so they're essentially going around killing everybody they feel has, that is wrong. So 11 teams up with them and, Callie teaches her 
how to focus her anger and to be more powerful. So um, 11 goes from just basically moving, whatever you're making, stop. Um, how can you hear that? I don't know. I have Vulcan <laughs> hearing or something? Jeez. No, it's, it's right next to the microphone. No, it's, no, it's, it's, microphone. Like, <laughs> it's like four feet away, man. Like I, I, like I, he's All right, enough. I'm, I'm um, throwing something we, at arm's length. <laughs> anyway, so she teaches – she basically becomes Eleven's Yoda. Um, she teaches her how to uh, focus her anger into being, you know, uh, her telekinetic power uh, to make it more powerful. So she goes from, you know, just basically um, she can snap a guy's neck and everything. You know, she's pretty powerful, but she moves an entire train car um, by herself with her mind, which is pretty incredible. So she's, um, you know, she's teaching her how to, you know, to focus this anger into, into that. Um, So, did it need to be a whole episode? Jesse, we'll, we'll start with you. Did, does that, the, this story about these people that have nothing to do with Hawkins, did it need to be a whole episode? Well, let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here, okay? okay. All right. We got introduced to a potentially powerful, quote-unquote, sister mm-hmm. of Eleven's. Uh, her situation and the people that she hangs out with. Okay. Mm-hmm. There is going to be a season three. Mm-hmm. These people could come to Hawkins. I mean, in search of 11. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's multiple reasons why the Duffer brothers could come in here and say, this episode is important. And this is why now I don't know. I haven't read anything online about their reaction or if they're even <laughs> reaction as to, you know, why this, this episode is so unpopular. I, I understand. It's definitely out of the ordinary, what we're used to. But, I mean, give, give the guys some credit. Mm-hmm. It wasn't horrible. It was still. No, not at all. It's one of those things. They, they wanted to prove, or not prove, but they wanted to. They're challenging themselves by doing different things. Yeah, and they're putting this. You know, Jason goes to Manhattan. Eleven goes to Chicago. Right. Um, you know. Absolutely. That's incredible. I love it. <laughs> there That's you so go. Hey, there's yeah. no sense in not having another '80s tribute than sending our more power, mo- most powerful character to into the city. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's perfect. I love it. I love it. That's absolutely perfect. So, but but it's it's one of those things where. It's a journey for Eleven to, to, to find, you know, find her power, you know, or to f- harness, ho- you know, her power and to be able to learn to do more with it. So, yeah. and the Duffer brothers did something different. Get off their backs. It wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, unless there's really, and I'm not the biggest film critic, but unless somebody's really picking this thing apart because there was bad acting, which I didn't think there was. No, I mean, if, if, if it's just all because it's plot driven and it's outside of what happens in Hawkins, I mean, on you, right? Yeah, you'll be all right. It, it, I, you, trust me. There's eight other episodes that you're going to love. Right. Absolutely. 
Oh, on on a side note, by the way, Jesse, did your wife watch This Is Us? Does anybody in your family watch no, This Is Us? No, no, Why no. Why are we bringing this up? Well, no, I, wait, wait, I, wait. I say that. I, sh- I shouldn't. I shouldn't say that because I think she does. Uh, okay. I, this is one of those shows where I am definitely out out of the room because number one, I know there's probably going to be crying involved. There's always me, crying. Me too. <laughs> me too. But I bring this up because while you guys were, were talking about all the spoilers and stuff, I was rewatching the first episode. There's a guy on there. His name's Benny something. The guy who owns the little, um, the guy who owns like that diner where they find Eleven. He oh, is yeah. in. He is. He is like. He's one of the main characters in This Is Us. Oh, I didn't know. I, that. No, I, did, I didn't either. I had to look it up, and I was like, I'm "That's like, him." Yeah, yeah. I was like, "Holy cow!" I was like, "I was like, man." So now I have like a complete. Uh, I have. I have a an end for in any any women or any wives who don't want to watch <laughs> Stranger Things. Like, dude, it's, it's got the guy from This Is Us in it. He he dies pretty early on, but. You know, do they have to know that he gets uh, <laughs> his neck silence, broken or something? Silence, oh, no, silence meter, yeah, yeah, to the head. No, they don't need to know that. No, not at all. But yeah, I, I was home and I was like, "Look familiar." So I sent my wife a message and I was like, "Is this the same guy?" She was like, "Looks like him." <laughs> and I was like, "Well," because I think she was actually there watching that show. But anyway, yeah. Um, so season two is. Has not failed, uh, failed me at all. It is, I, I, I think it's just as good as the first one. Um, it's definitely on a bigger scale, much bigger scale than the, than the first one. Um, so the Demogorgon, you know, we find out we we all know by by the the posters and the trailers and everything that the Demogorgon is not the main villain anymore. It is Cthulhu, <laughs> whatever the heck that thing whatever is. Whatever the heck that is, they they call him. They call it in in the series. They call it the Monflayer. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, another D and D. That's awesome. That's so freaking cool. Yeah. So it's really funny because they're they're trying to figure out what this thing is and why it wants Will and why it wants to destroy everyone and everything. And um, so immediately Dustin says, "Hey, I've got an idea." Let's go look at my let's go look at my D and D god, and this is this is what it's called. It's the Mind Flayer, and Hopper's like, "Yeah, look at it. You know, we'll look at this. Why is it? Wait a minute. This is a kids' game. Why are we looking at this? This has, this is not real." <laughs> so it was, uh, you know, it, it, it's just one of those moments that that really brought it all back. You know, brought it all together for me because. I, I, this show is just incredible. Uh, Adam, do you have any, um, do you have any questions that you may want to ask us that we can try to answer spoiler free? No, I mean, I, oh, mean, I awesome. just got to get through the first, I just got to get through right there. No, no. I mean, have we, have we talked about the two things I really want to talk about? The first one is Steve's hair. Have we, have we talked about how luscious no, it is? We haven't talked about Steve's hair, but oh my goodness, you can't talk about Steve's hair without talking about Billy's hair this season. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause Billy. Yeah. Well, but anyway, it was so rocking the, the mullet. One, um, I know, right? But like, there, there was another question that I was going to ask about, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember Dragon's Lair. So, do you guys believe any of that? Do you guys believe that they got they got as far as they did in, in Dragon's no, Lair? No, here's the thing. I don't remember. I don't remember that game very. The last time I because played you Dragon's didn't get Lair. that far in it. That's now, why. Hold on. hold on. Last time I played Dragon's Lair. Uh, was 1990 
uh, I want to say 97, at my good friend Jason's house. He had a his birthday party, and he had Dragon's Lair on, I think it was Sega CD. And I played the crap out of it that night because you didn't get a chance to play it in the arcade unless you owned it for Sega CD years later. Right. And uh, Sega C- this, the Sega CD was the, if I remember correctly, it was the arcade game. But anyway, I, I played and I played and played. And then I remember getting very far and thinking to myself, how much money would I spend? Would, would I spend? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no way unless you bring a lot of money, which that's funny because at the beginning of that episode, he's, he's rating, you know, yeah, he's scrounging for quarters for cash. But yes, uh, I, I don't, I don't think you could legitimately get that far without having free play on at the, at the arcade. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, I, I haven't played that game. I, I didn't play that game until I was probably like, I mean, probably the last few years because I would always put a quarter in and like, you know, the beginning, there's actually two versions of the game. The first one is the one where like, you've got to like time your button presses. You know what I mean? Like oh, when yeah. you're walk when you're walking across. You gotta the hit bridge. it just right. Right. That's where I always died. The very, very beginning. I never got past the very beginning until I actually own the game now and uh and I can play it, you know, pretty far. But like you, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Because because like the hand eye coordination of, of a of a thirteen year old kid. Is is not way better than good. ours. Well, maybe it is. I don't know, but but I was like, I was like when I first saw, and I was like, I was like, I've seen that death screen quite often. I oh, know yes. what happens there. Oh yeah, the old, <laughs> the old turn to bones. Right, but but they they brought up this whole thing about this good looking like cartoon chick in it. Never saw her. <laughs> I never saw her. They brought up an interesting correlation between her and Max. Uh, Yeah, because um, they Dustin is kind of like the the guy in Dragon's Lair. He's going through all these hoops and everything just to get to the fair maiden, the right time. Yeah, and he pretty much screws it all up. Like we all have. <laughs> like I constantly do. What? But um, anyway, what? so. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> this is it's got awkward. <laughs> so Stranger Things, uh, we see new characters. We see, you know, familiar faces. We, 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 we experience heartbreak. We experience uh, that, that awe moment of, oh, it's so cute. Um, you know, terror, the whole nine. I mean, it's just uh, everything that you could want in a show, in my opinion, stranger things has it. And the production values, as Jesse said, on this, this, this season have skyrocketed. Um, and like I said, they're putting that season one money to use. And, um, it's just one of those shows that I can watch over and over and over. And as I said, I, you know, immediately, as soon as I was done the night, you know, I watched, I watched episode nine of of season two and um, I started season one again the next night. Um, Can't help it. Wanted to see it. And, uh, you know, just, just to experience it all over again. 
and I I love that show. Uh, Jesse, you got any closing thoughts for us? Uh, I mean, look, if you're a fan of the '80s, if you're a fan of suspense and horror. Uh, and you watch season one, there's no reason not to watch season two. I mean, right. really, I, I, I may say that season one, for some reason, struck a tone that was better for me. But mm. that is not saying that season two is any worse. As a matter of fact, I, I was taking a poll. Uh, they, one of the apps that I do where they asked, oh, OK, is season two worse, better or uh just as good as season one. And uh, I didn't want to pick worse because it, that really had this huge negative connotation in my opinion, but it, it felt, it just didn't reach that peak that the season one had for me. I don't know if it's because there was, well, it's just because there wasn't that much mystique that season one, season one had you going, okay, where is this going to go? How far are we going to get into the craziness? And they took you there on a journey that w- was fun to get to. Now, when we hit season two, we know all about the upside down and what's out. The, not, I wouldn't say not everything that's out there, but we knew the limits and how far they would take us. And it doesn't get much crazier than, uh, you know, this, this extra dimensional, the, the upside down, and we got stuff coming in doesn't get a whole lot crazier than that. What are you in store for? Well, you know, now, you know, it's going to probably most likely be something insane with the upside down happening to the earth. You didn't know that with season one. At least I didn't. You went into that cold. You had no clue what you were getting into. Now, now you do. And that's what I, it took that a little bit away from me. And I, I don't know if there's a way for season two to even be better than season one ever. I don't know if you could write it, rewrite it in any way and make it better than season one. But again, season two has a lot of great stuff. You believe Ronnie, you said it's perfect. And that's, that's, you know, I think you, you enjoy it stuff just like I do. You enjoy a lot of the same things that I do. So as much as we, there's not a whole lot to pick apart here. I, we, we can't say this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. You just heard us go on and on for about half an hour, 45 minutes, how good this, sh- this show was. Um, but, you know, that's my little caveat is just, just be ready because there may feel like there's something missing from season one that's not in season two. And I think a lot of it is just that mystique that season one had. And that's, that's not downplaying in any way. It's just letting you know that's, that's where I sit. However, go out and watch it. Okay. Adam, do you have any um, – give us your number one theory of what's going to happen in season two. Well, I, I kind of heard some things oh, that no. I shouldn't have. Oh, Adam. So, theory. What's your theory? My, my theory is solely based on that, that – um, that uh what you call it that episode sorry i'm having a mind fart that You're episode that you guys were were talking you guys were talking about how it just made no sense like the duffer the duffer brothers don't do anything i don't think they do anything on accident so it's like yeah I, what, I, what i'm thinking they're going to do is that episode is in there to set up the next season so what you're going to see is you're going to see you know 
the, the, the true power in this season, I think, and this is just me, and I know you guys have seen it, and you can tell me if I'm full of crap or not, but I think you're going to see the true power of what Eleven can do, and you're going to see, um, you're going to see and, and I saw the first episode where she's living with um, Hopper, and everybody's going to be pissed because they've been looking for her and, you know, they've been, they get on the walkie talkie every day and they're like, you know, 11, where are you? Blah, blah, blah. They're going to find out that he's been keeping her. They're going to get all pissed off because, you know, they're going to be like, how could you do this? You know, there's going to be lots of drama, but you're going to see the true power of 11 and you're going to see the true power of their, like their friendship. You're going to see how everybody kind of comes together and you're going to see the, the douche canoe guy who shows up. Cause <laughs> I saw your, I saw your picture that I had to, um, mute on facebook by the way jesse <laughs> i was like i don't want to see any of this so i muted it <laughs> oh what the, anyway the, the picture my... where you said i hate this guy or whatever oh, i'm sorry <laughs> that jerk yes <laughs> yes right, that was that. yeah so i was like i was like okay cool so anyway <laughs> what i think what i think you're gonna see is you're gonna see you know the, the friendship and everything and the whole relationship between everybody there and you're gonna see it just you know times a thousand because that's what this is this is this is season one with way more money added to it. So yeah, yeah, you might be missing that whole like, oh, this is really cool going in, you know, going into, to you know, going into season season two, knowing what's going to happen or knowing what it's going to be like. Nothing's going to be a surprise, you know. So I don't know. My my theory is you're just going to see, um, you know, what what Eleven's capable of doing. And then you're going to see on in this, you know, season three, the background of Eleven and the whole Russian Russian experiments or whatever, whatever the government decided they wanted to do that stuff. But I've not made it past season or I've not made it past episode one yet. So forgive me if I got it wrong. No, um, I think you're 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 doing pretty good there. Um, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. That's fine. I don't expect you to. Um, so I just want you to watch it. Um, I'm going to actually this weekend is well, uh, you know, funny story. I, I watched episode one and my wife, Becky, she watched it with me. She was, she was asking all these questions. Like literally I was like, Becky, you told us the story. Quit. Oh, did I? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know if I told you that or not, but anyway, I had to like, go back. Literally to you told us that, one. that story, this episode of this podcast. <laughs> well, I didn't know if it was, I didn't know if it was on the episode. He'd been away from the podcast so much. He that long. The second one. <laughs> It's like this is it's like Gandalf the, the White. Yeah, the second podcast tonight. <laughs> like Gandalf the White shows up. He's like, oh yeah. Well, I, I, remember I, that wanna, I remember wanna, that name. I want to tell you that I apologize uh, for bringing you back and to make you go away. Um, it's fine. But it's uh, fine. You have one whole week to get ready for our next subject because uh, we will be back next week with a take. We're going to take a look at. Uh, we're going to go back to the '80s again a little bit with the feel and. The um, the overall flavor of this of the of our of next week's subject, which is Thor Ragnarok. So um, you have a whole week to take a look at that. Um, I saw it last night, and it is amazing. So even, funny, even so, with Thor's hair cut off. Oh my gosh! If I hear about his <laughs> hair one more time, I'm going to scream. I know. I heard. That's all I hear is like, "It's not Thor. That's Chris Hemsworth in a, in a costume." I'm like, well, technically, it's Chris Hemsworth in a costume. And all here the time, I am pushing up my glasses with the the tape in the middle, going, "Actually, <laughs> technically, <laughs> if you read, he's Thor Odinson in the new in the new comics, and he he has short hair, <laughs> so he doesn't um, have his hammer in this. I freaking love it. <laughs> so technically. 
it is correct <laughs> if you're going by the source material. Speaking of source material. Hey, that's a segue and a half. Jesse. Yeah. All right. Am I doing plugs now? You're doing a plug. All right, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Jesse Starcher. You can go check out a comic book show that I do with the good uh, our our good host here tonight, Ronnie Adams. Yes. Uh, that is called Source Material, and it is on the Radlich in Broadcasting Network. So if you're interested, go check that out. We have close to 140 episodes, just shy. We're working on it. We're getting there. Rub it uh, in. <laughs> coming up here, we already dropped Planet Hulk. So that has already dropped. So if speaking of Thor, if you want to kind of get a primer of what you're going to get to see in Thor Ragnarok, maybe check out Planet Hulk uh, because they they borrow some elements from that book and put it in that uh, put it in that movie. Uh, Also coming up this Monday. Technically, Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually. Uh, on the, what is this? Uh, this is, now see, I can't bring up my calendar. Hold on a second. It, this Monday All is right, the... All right, Mark Radulis Jr. Oh, boy. <laughs> I done broke something. What was that noise? Um, it was my, the, my heart breaking. And no, <laughs> it's the 6th. The 6th of November. You can go in there and check out me and Mark Radulich tell you about Thor Disassembled, which is... Ragnarok uh, happening uh, all over Asgard for uh, f- for the period of time in 2004, and it's a really good story. It really, Mark did a, it, it really is. It's a quick. It was a quick podcast. You're probably looking at maybe about 45 minutes at the most. Get in there and check that out because, again, <clears throat> if it wasn't for the fact that I read that, I may not have understood a whole lot of what was going on there in the actual movie. So just. I'm plugging and I'm saying, hey, check out my podcast because they might prime you for some stuff that you're getting ready to go check out. Um, other than that, that's it. You can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter if you wish to do so. My show is at SourceMatCast on Twitter. Don't do a whole lot on there, but when I do, uh, yeah, you, you, you check it out. I usually share the episodes, so you can go through all the tweets and check them out that way. Rattlich and Broadcasting Network on blogtalkradio.com. That, that way you can find, just type in Rattlich, you can find everything that happens on our network. I turn it back over to you, Ronnie Adams. Adam. Yo. You do this every time. Tell us what's going on with you. <laughs> well, I can't say every time because the last time I was here, I forgot what I did. So, but anyway, anyway, no, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Adam's Nerd. I'm on Facebook, and our website's doing something funky, but we'll have that up. I don't know when, but you know. But that's it. Our website is not doing something funky, it's just down. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to min- minimize it. So, but you know, no, I, I'm not, I won't. It's I won't, just, I won't, it ain't there. Yeah, it's not there. <laughs> So, all right. Um, you can follow the show on any any social media possible. Uh, you can go to Facebook, look up Screaming Boy Podcast. You can go to Twitter and see Screaming Boy PR, uh, at Screaming Boy PR. On Instagram, the Insta, we are uh, Screaming Boy Podcast. On, we have a Snapchat, but I don't really use it, so 
because I kind of, I'm like, I always say this, but I, I really think so. I kind of think it's the devil. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but uh, we have it, and I think it's Screaming Boy PR as well. Um, so look us up on any social media. Please get in touch with us. Uh, we want to know your thoughts, your dreams, your hopes, your desires. Um, we don't want to know what you think. Um, and we, will, we actually just want you to say hi, too. So um, give us a like on Facebook. Search us out on, I. you know, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can, you know, go ahead and, and give us a five-star rating. We would appreciate that. Um, anything else, just, you know, give us a like. Click the five stars. Um, you know, we we really yearn and long for your acceptance and love. <laughs> so with that, I'm going to say for Jesse Starcher, Adam Runyon, I'm Ronnie Adams. Have a good evening, and um, we'll catch you next time. We're out. Uh, we'll be out once I, you know, find the end button. The end button. Um, hit the space bar. No, it's the space bar. Hit the space bar. Um, uh, uh, where is it? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.